Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Corey Baumeister. What is up, bro? Wow, you said that all in one tone. That is impressive. I am <laughs> <laughs> I am doing excellent, my brother. I'm ready uh, to talk some magic. I miss not having a podcast with you last week, so it's good yeah. to be back. Yeah, we definitely missed last week. It was just a tough week all around. I just it did really not feel was. like talking about magic and... Yeah, and, a lot uh, more important things in the world going on. That's for sure. That is true. Um, and just so everyone knows that if you are listening to the Bash Bros podcast right now on social media, you can also find it on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Just give us a follow there, and then you'll get updates on us every week when we go live. And Woo-hoo! by live, I mean when we put this up on the internet. Yes, um, for all our viewers. For all of our viewers and some of our <laughs> listeners. Now, yes. the special thing about the Brass Bros podcast is we always so have a special things. guest. Well, the one special thing oh, of is, course, uh, yes. <laughs> is that we we come with a special guest every single week. And now I this is kind of a long introduction because we actually have quite a special guest this week. Now, mm. um, the reason why this person's on the podcast is actually on the drive back from PT Atlanta. This was a while back, right? Um, long time okay. ago. Okay. Uh, I was I was in a car with my fiance Amber and Brian Brown Doohan. We were driving back to Roanoke. That's where we lived at the time. And I looked over at Brian Brown Doohan and I was like, "Hey, Brian, I think it would be funny if we started a podcast where you're always the special guest." And now he was like, "That's hilarious. I don't even know if I want to do a podcast, but I want to land that joke." And I'm like, "Great, I'm in agreement here." So we're like, "Let's figure out what this podcast is." And now. As you remember, we were starting to get called the Bash Bros, right? And I'm like, Corey, oh, yeah, yeah. it would be so much fun to do a podcast with Corey, too. So I, I call you and I ask, hey, Corey, would you like to do this podcast? And you're like, hell yeah. I remember I was there. Yeah. Yep. And then so then we needed an, a, a director. So we got Jonathan, our, our good friend, Jonathan, to come in and help direct the show. Now, uh, we didn't start off right away, the, the four of us. Uh, we actually did three intro to make sure that the podcast would would work so we did like three test podcasts maybe four i think it was three okay Um, it was three it was three so we did three test runs but eventually we got to the spot where we were able to do the bash bros podcast with special guests and because we already talked to brian brendan about being that special guest and and landing that joke that is why today's special guest on the bash bros podcast is none other than Brian Brown doing how's it going BBD you know it's going great and I gotta say uh I've been listening to this podcast for a long time and it is truly an honor to be this week's special guest on the Bash Bros podcast so thank you so much for inviting me am I the only one who thinks that that explanation was completely pointless or was this uh am I going crazy I mean if if you if you don't like facts Corey then yes it would be pointless but here here, we we have real facts okay yeah we 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 focus on nothing but the facts and facts in facts that's right and in fact there is thank you for that great intro guys that was that was really excellent yeah, and in fact, though, Corey, we yeah. have a wonderful commercial break for a wonderful company. Ooh. Hey, Corey, how's it going? I'm great, bro. How about you? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Right, I said I'm doing great. I'm just about to actually play in an online magic tournament. Well, have you heard of MTG Melee before? Yes, Brad, that's pretty much all you talk about it. And that is also where my tournament is being held. Well, did you know that there are daily tournaments on MTG Melee ran by almost 
300 organizers that currently use the website? Yes, Brad, That I just said that's what I'm doing. All you have to do is make an account at mtgmelee.com and find a tournament you're interested in. <sighs> I know, I know, Brad. It's that easy. But what if I don't want to play in tournaments? Well, you can become a tournament organizer and run them yourself. On our homepage, there's a link to apply. Okay, but I'm not really sure. MTG Melee, your number one source for organizing and playing online magic tournaments. Hashtag sponsored, bro. Hey, also, how much are we getting paid for this commercial? Oh, you're not getting paid for this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess that is fair and accurate for what we're worth. MTG Melee, sign up today. Wow, that was wonderful. That oh, was it, absolutely it, wonderful. It yeah, was, that, it, it was that, absolutely wonderful. That yeah. Diet Pepsi commercial break was great. <laughs> I mean, you we guys, can only dream of such a good sponsorship, right? You guys I mean, rolled the you guys rolled the Diet Pepsi commercial, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, we're, we're still working on that one. Uh, we're uh, that's we're, not the one that we rolled. Okay, it was just the Red Bull event. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brian, we're actually <laughs> we're actually one email away from getting that Diet Pepsi here. Uh, we just need Diet Pepsi to email us back. Okay, that's oh, the cool. only. That's one email we're, we're, we're missing. Yes, we're, yeah. only, we're only wait. We're waiting on that one email for them to respond to us, uh, and, then, gonna, and then we'll have that. We're gonna need that's that one easy soon step. because I'm. You know, I put a lot of work into that Diet Pepsi commercial, and in fact, I've quit everything in my life, and I'm now. <laughs> solely focused on being a diet pepsi spokesperson i really need this commercial to get off the ground and yeah, so like uh, for, for the for the listeners at home this has just all become, two of you that are left by now yeah th- this has become brian's crisp refreshing white whale <laughs> i can't believe I, you gave up on coke zero i'm not you gonna forgot lie cold you forgot ice cold ice cold refreshing thank you Oh, it's yeah. still crisp. It's still crisp too. It's, but and I, I also heard that it is actually a riot deterrent. I don't know if you are aware of this. <laughs> I've I did seen see that commercial. I've I seen did that, see that it, commercial. I've seen that it is. Yes. Yes. You know. Yes. It is quite the riot. Uh, the, the the riot calm downer effect. <laughs> um, but but no. So um, but yeah. Uh, going back to real quick to our commercial break. Uh, I I just want to add that. Uh, Star City Games is now running events on MTG Melee. I don't know if you heard about this oh, yet. Oh yeah, the SCG Tour is back. It is it is actually not kind back. Of. It is the SCG <laughs> Tour online is existing. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. The, the SCG Tour online uh new new Twitter account and running daily tournaments. Um daily. I- you are all about right those now. facts right now, aren't you? You are well, all about those facts. Well, I kind of, I kind of have to know them. Uh, if I, you know, <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of part of my job to know them, actually. Because you're a writer at Star City Games, yes, of course. Uh, well, no, that's not it. Um, we are, we are here for facts, Corey. Oh, not, not alternative news. Um, oh, sorry. I never read any of your work, so I don't know if you oh, if you're still there or not. So, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I left, I left on uh, good terms. In fact. Uh, uh, you know, uh, this weekend, uh, Cedric Phillips actually joined uh, the two of us in help running commentary for uh, the Battle Against Racism tournament that was on Melee, actually. Oh, if that you, was if you so remember fun. That, yeah, that so, was so fun. We had a blast. Yeah. Let me so, ask you one question. Though. Did you win? <laughs> did, oh, we were I, all winners that day, Brian. Uh, we were okay. all winners. Yeah, no, the, the tournament was awesome. Um, yeah, it was so fun. Yeah, so so on Monday, I don't know, I don't know how much I've I've talked to you guys about this, but on Monday, Jason Flatford 
um, our our uh, CVO, Your fearless leader, yeah, our fearless leader. Uh, he he was like, you know, should we run a charity tournament? And we kind of just took off from there. And now the thing is, is we helped, like we we organized it. We got all the pieces together, but that that's not what made that tournament so special and so good. It's because of the people that agreed to help us. And uh, at the end of the day, we had Judges Academy running it. Uh, mm-hmm. Athena, Jeff Foster, uh, on the backside, getting coverage ready. We had Cedric yep. Phillips, alias V, Daquan Watson. You and I were doing coverage. Yeah. Uh, Athena made that awesome intro video. Oh my god, it was so good. It was yeah, so did good. You, did you see that yet, Brian? I haven't. No. Oh, oh you're gonna it. love it. We'll have to show it. We're gonna save it for after the cast. But it's it's very well done. She is amazing at her job. Yeah, it was it was truly impressive. But the the yeah. tournament went off and. At the end of the day, with the thanks and help of all of the players and viewers and supporters and donators, yeah. we ended up raising 2627 for the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund and six over 16000 for the bail project. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that that was honestly the thing that made it the best was all the people that, you know, gave so generously to a good cause. Like it blew all of our expectations out of the water. You started the line with $5,000 was our goal. And I think by round two, we had to up that to 10,000. And we, <laughs> we almost broke through that at, and round three, I think in round four, yeah. we upped it again. But now, yeah. now, now awesome. spe- speaking of, of, uh, of facts um i didn't even tell Corey this yet but Corey, uh tomorrow after before after versus i actually need you to go pick up my uh items for 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 donation the, the giveaway you're breaking out brad i uh, yeah, i can't no, hear you right now no, I, I actually do need you to pick them up and mail them and i will owe you a big one Okay. Okay. You cool with that? Yeah. Sure. Just, just, just save it for after the cast and send me the details. I will. I will. I'll send you the address to my friend's house. That is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you need to send anything to this person's house. Yeah. Um, but no, so, uh, what are the items being shipped? I hope they're not doll heads. Yeah. I I, I didn't know if it was a long enough time has passed that I could start making doll head jokes again, Brian, but I, I restrained myself here out of sheer love and friendship for you. You know, I really appreciate that, Corey. That's yeah, very but I kind also of you. sent you two dolls in the mail, so <laughs> yeah, it kind of well. evens out. <laughs> I got the hey, address little, from Amber earlier, so <laughs> you gotta, you know, keep a balance. A little bit of good, a little bit of bad, you know. Exactly, exactly. That's what we aim to do at the Bash Bros podcast: just a little bit of good, and then a lot of bad. But yeah, so so yeah, so the Battle Against Racism tournament was standard. Now let's talk about the format a little bit. Let's do uh, it. Let's get into some magic chat. Yeah, so. Uh, in this tournament, uh, Jund, Sacrifice, and Team Reclamation did the best. They had the highest win percentage. Uh, yep. But second place was Mono Green. And ever since then, it's kind of impacting this uh, this format in the last couple of days. Now, we don't we still have some results to talk about uh, over the weekend because uh, there was a Germany and Spain Red Bull tournament on MTG Melee as well. There's two big events. Um, yeah. Honestly, though, I want to say one thing about the the mono green deck. Uh, first of all, it was played by Jamie Katz. Uh, they piloted it to second place and then donated all their winnings uh, to the cause that we were uh, raising money for. So that's just awesome already. So huge shout out to Jamie. I don't know if yeah. you saw that, bro. Well, no, I'm 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 talking to Jamie about it. I don't think it's for the same cause, but they are auctioning it on eBay. Yeah, and we'll be sending that. Yeah, no, we actually, you know. Uh, 
talk to them and are just holding on to the Rise of Eldrazi box and sending it uh, wherever the eventual winner yeah, yeah. of the so eBay awesome, is. Awesome about that. Um, but also just about this deck, this deck really reminds me of Jun Dinos back in the day where, <laughs> I swear to God, it really is. Because whenever people started putting <clears throat> removal back into their deck, the deck was heinous. And honestly, that's probably what it's going to be for mono green. But right now when nobody's playing removal and people are playing disputes instead of gusts in the main, like that deck just ran over people, but you put a Doomblade in any deck, and I think that deck struggles a lot. Well, I don't even know if that's true, because Heartless Act doesn't even hit all of the creatures in the deck. Yeah, and I, I didn't necessarily mean Doomblade, I just mean any removal spell uh, that isn't artifact or enchantment based, because that's the thing, is you can't Glass Casket that deck, but just Aether Gust. If you put Aether Gust in your deck, you are going to wreck that deck. Wreck that's up a, that so deck, if I, if I put, if I put one, yeah. If I put one Aether Gust in my deck then I'll never have to worry about that deck again. If that's what your takeaway is of this, Brian, then yes, yes. Honestly, that is what my yeah. takeaway is. Yes, it absolutely, is. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but no, I, think, I, I do think the deck was fun, and I played it for my dropping bombs this week and had a blast, but I do think it's pretty vulnerable. Yeah, so let's actually... Let's <laughs> I think the deck is fun, had a blast as code for the deck sucks. <laughs> the deck, <laughs> no, deck's no. real bad. It reminds me of John Dinos that had one week in, in the spotlight and then failed miserably after that. Hey, but it took down a trophy and it's one of my beloved decks, so, uh, you know. I mean, you can still play it. Most John of the cards Dinos, are still no, legal. it's pretty illegal. It's an illegal deck at this point. What, what? There are dinosaurs in this format. You can play dinosaurs in this format. Jund is Trust still me, three. Jund is still three <laughs> of the colors of magic. Like, Trust me, yeah. boys. I they even have a trio. Like, <laughs> I, or do they? No, they don't. No, they don't. Brad, uh, do you have any other decks you'd like to chat about? Instead well, of hating on my Jun Dinos. Well, so let's back up the story a little bit. Yeah, uh, let's and, stop talking about Corey's pet decks and let's get on to the main topic here, which is oh Esper Hero. <laughs> which is Esper Hero. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so real quick, though, um, last week on Monday was the ban. Now, we didn't talk about it last week and everyone oh, yeah. knows about it by now. But for, to refresh anyone that hasn't been paying attention to standard, no fault of your own, mm -hmm. uh, it is... Agent of Treachery and Fires of Invention got banned, and the companion change was uh, from the old rule of companions just existing in exile, and you can cast them. It's changed to you can no longer cast them from exile, but you can pay three mana as a sorcery to put in your hand, which then the card functions in your hand like any other magic card. Right. Um, and yeah. so, so that's just the new where they cost effectively three mana more, but you can pay that at any time at sorcery speed. So essentially what's that saying is all the aggressive one, all the aggressive companions are now banned and Yorian is still not bad. Well, actually, I mean, the, <laughs> the data. So like, um, you know, if you look at uh, the data from these these Red Bull tournaments that I pulled up, uh, like the the Yorian, Yorian was in Azorius and Bant. Mm -hmm. uh, both of these decks kind of uh, are split right now, and it makes sense, right? Because there's Azurus Control, that's 60 cards, and Azurus Control, that's 80 cards. Same yep. with Bant. And soon enough, we'll figure out which one's better. But, like, Bant Ramp without Yorian was, had a 50% win percentage in uh, the Germany one with with five pilots and six pilots of Bant Yorian and had a 40% win percentage. And now, of course, small samples, not built right, like, not prepared for the metagame. 
figuring yeah. out how you're supposed to do things, yada, 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 yada. Um, but the fact remains that like, it's showing that these decks have to be built right. They're not just overpowered because Yorian exists. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just want to say like, a lot of people underestimate the value of something that's free in Magic, just in general. And like, Speaking of Red Bull tournaments. <laughs> no, it's speaking about companions. It's like people people are like, oh, they banned companions, you know, like uh, saying that this effective change is like the end of companions. I do not think that is true at all. Like no. so, some of the companions are free rolls. And yeah, paying three mana is a huge cost to then still have to cast the spell at some point. But if you get it for free, it's still good. Yeah. And it's still like... You know, like I like I think Yorion is is such a powerful effect, and a lot of the decks that use Yorion are kind of grindier decks where they, you want the game to go on longer. To where that three mana and the powerful effect of Yorion is still not nothing. Like I I don't know. Like I, I just I think a lot of people are underestimating how good companions can still be. Not saying that they will, but they could yeah. still be very good even with this drawback. Like, oh, yeah, and- of, of course. My joke though that I was trying to make is. Um, when the first invitational qualifier for Red Bull came out, the the open to anyone in the world, open to all areas of the world, um, there was just a ton of people that were like, you know, annoyed that the value wasn't that high because it was so many people. So when you said, you know, people underestimating free rolls and I was this or like something that's free, undervaluing something that's free, that made me chuckle because we're talking about the Red Bull tournaments. Wow, that joke got so much funnier when you started explaining it. Real, yeah, I'm gonna need just, you to, I'm gonna need you you to issue t- an apology for that joke on Twitter. You just hit it out <laughs> of the park, there, buddy. <laughs> I found it funny. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, no, I Brad, can't comment on it because I didn't get it. If I had gotten it, maybe I would have found it funny. So, oh, I got it. Yeah. I didn't find it. I uh, mean, yeah. Wow. It was <laughs> um, oh, but savage, Brian, savage. One uh, one well, point not, you made, Brian, like that I agree with you, uh, is, is you know, about the companion still being fine in the companion zone. But I think one thing that people are not doing enough of right now is just putting companions in the deck. Like, I just think Luris is a good card that you want, maybe, like, as a two of in certain decks. I think maybe there's some decks that can be blue-white Yorian-style decks with just Yorian in the main and, like, 60 cards. You know, I, I think stuff like that is going to be open for um, some innovation in the future that we just haven't been doing yet because all these tournaments were, they had one day, they had one day from the bannings uh, to compile a deck. You can't really do much with that time. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, I do not think that a card like Yorian is something that I want to actually put in my deck and have in it. Like the I mean, whole... it's so good against aggro. It, it, it's definitely good against a certain subset. Couldn't you, you know. couldn't you just put a card that's actually good against aggro? Like the reason that it was good in this good was because it was this free roll. And so you always had it when you needed it, and you could always ignore it when you didn't want it. And it didn't. And it wasn't a draw step. It didn't yeah, consume. Well, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I need my fifth land here really yeah. badly, and I drew a Yorion, You know, so don't get me wrong. I agree. It's probably not going to be great, but there, there's a chance that you know a one or a two of well, uh, I, in a blue white deck could be possible. You I know? do agree that the card is a powerful effect, and. Mm-hmm. The, basically, the, the effect of Yorion is something that could be powerful enough to see play in standard without any companion clause. I agree. Yeah, that's that. all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, and I could also see it being a card that you would play in like certain, de- like, like Luris is one good example, but also at the same time, like 
in decks that would want Lurus, you also already have Call of the Dead or whatever it's called, and you already yeah. have a million threes that you want to play. So, well, well, I mean, Mayhem, I wouldn't Devil, be... Woe, Strider, all that yeah, stuff, yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see it. Also, some people might go back to the Timurat, Call of the Timurat versions. Um, Especially with the new set. Ooh, there's some spicy stuff for that. I don't know how on top of it you guys are on your M21. Well, I I've I haven't looked too much in. Um yeah. I know Baneslayer's coming back. Baneslayer, but like you can go Timurit Calls the Dead into that new Liliana, where if you negative two or three, you get to kill a creature equal to the number of cards in your graveyard. So Timurit Calls the Dead into that. It's gonna be spicy. Spicy, so, I tell you. So it's a planeswalker that can gain card advantage and kill creatures? It is. Yep. Spicy AF. But it's yeah, in, we never, but Brad, it's not a green card. We it's not a green card. We need to pause the press here on this one because I don't think we've ever seen a Planeswalker that has compiled that subset of abilities before. Hey, Brian, this episode's about facts, okay? So don't uh, don't go lying to our audience now. What do you mean now? I've it's always called, been lying oh. to our audience. Yeah. Okay, never mind. We're good then. Yeah. Um, but no, so, uh, I mean, I, I have a few things. We'll talk about... Uh, M21 at the end. I have a few just random hot takes. All right, let's hear them. I said at the end of the podcast, we're talking about standard right now. Oh, okay. I thought you said you had some hot takes on standard. I wanted to, hear, about, I wanted uh, to hear what you think. Mm, okay. Um, I, me- I, meant about, <laughs> I meant about M21. I understood what you meant, Brad. Yeah. Just for what, uh, for what that's worth. Well, I mean, I, I'm 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 glad that you understood what I meant when I said we'll wait and talk about M21 at the end of the podcast because I have some hot takes. I I, I thought I maybe you had one question that. though when you when you said I'll wait to talk about the set that's coming out M21 at the end of the podcast that we're currently recording, not right now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, could you clarify exactly the meaning of those words? Because see, I thought those were two separate. I thought those were two separate statements. You said that you wanted to talk about M twenty one at the end of the podcast. Period. And I have some hot takes, which I thought was about standard. Well, I so, don't know okay. if you know you much, can see but the you confusion. Shouldn't, you yeah, shouldn't. Start, I can see that. I can see you it. You shouldn't right. start sentences with "and Corey." <laughs> hey, I, so that's you know. why I was about to correct your grammar. That's why. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so what what we've we need seen... to get an expert. We need to. Uh, sorry, you guys need to replace me with a different special guest. We need to get an expert here on the, what just happened. We need to get Kelsey Grammer involved. <laughs> Kelsey's not um, canceled yet. He probably is. He probably is. I don't know anything about his views or opinions or anything he said, but I'm sure he is. So. Oh God. <laughs> All right, so. So we have we have those changes to the format, and we've had a few tournaments. I mean, I want to. This is another like pseudo melee plug, um, but with the ban and the reason, like arena, they had to like push back the re the release of the ban until Friday. Mm-hmm. The, like the the ban was updated, and then twelve hours later were two tournaments that totaled four hundred players worth of of magic. That's just like nothing we've ever seen before in Magic. Like that quick of a turnaround of like information on 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 a metagame and, and decks being played against each other at high volume. I, I I thought it was really cool that Saturday morning you could just have data on on that much magic already. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. I have to agree with you. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of absurd. But from from it, we've seen that like Timur Akamation, Jun Sacrifice both did really well. Monored's also doing well. Um and Bant 
Azurius, Teamer Adventures, and uh, like any of the cycling decks all haven't really shown up yet. Or Flash. There's a lot of very medium Flash numbers as well um, around in these tournaments. Yeah, but like that makes sense, right? Because like Teamer, yeah. Teamer, Mono Red, Sacrifice decks are like the matchups that you don't want to play against Flash. Now you could, exactly. you could try to change your deck to be... What now? No, never mind. I, I shouldn't have said that. I was starting to already think of Team Reclamation. Team Reclamation mm -hmm. can change its deck to beat all of these decks, but yeah. Flash cannot. And Flash Honestly, is bad oh, against a deck. Like, Team Reclamation beats up on Flash decks, like, bad. Yep. I agree. And honestly, the we're seeing a case of Team Reclamation, Mono Red, Jun Sacrifice all doing well. And I mean, they all have one thing in common. They're all proactive game plans and all these reactive stuff like Azorius Control and, and all this stuff are just not doing great right now. So it seems like that this is either a product of week one kind of standard that the just proactive decks are doing better, or this is just the way and the things we should be doing right now. Uh, I, I was thinking Brian might come in with something, but but I was going <laughs> to say, like, is Teferi still a card that exists right now? It sure is. But so it doesn't people, seem like it. So people are playing Flash and it's not doing well. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So so the thing the thing about um, the Teferi decks and I'll just say like Azorius and Bant um, mm -hmm. are that these are the styles of decks that need to know what the metagame is going to be. Okay. And I assume that with the limited preparation, people went with like their previously formatted tuned versions, Mystical Disputes in the main neutralizes. Um, you know, probably not enough Aether Gus. I did look through quite a few deck lists this weekend and saw that they looked a little bit designed for the previous metagame. Yeah, there's, sorry to jump in on what you're saying, but people are notoriously horrible at doing that. Like, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, people are good at, <laughs> people oftentimes are good at identifying like what probably will be good. They're like, okay, like, you know, this is, happen all these different things have happened like that could be a metagame where this deck is good and mm -hmm. then they bring in that deck and it's like tuned for the previous metagame still and it's like okay yeah this deck might be good but you have to actually tune it for what people are playing now like mm -hmm. car cards change in power and valuation based on the format and people just think of cards in a vacuum they think okay this card is a really good card so it'll be in my deck and it's yeah. like, well, it's only good because the format looks this way or whatever. So Exactly. Like, I, I've been playing still a lot of Azurius Yorion stuff just because it is my play style. And I, I like the deck, but I, I don't feel great uh, about it. I don't think it's insane or anything. But, like, Glass Casket was an excellent card, like, last week. But now with, like, Mono Green coming around, um, uh, a lot of ways to just destroy artifacts, like Wilt and stuff out of John Sacrifice. Like, now that Curtis just seems terrible. Like, now it's time for, like, Aether Gust again, and you really got to switch week in and week out. Well, one of the things that I noticed, like, for example, I was looking at Bant decks because I was more interested in going to Bant at the beginning of this format. I'm actually, after this podcast, I'm going to be playing one of the Star City Games challenges on on uh, on stream. And Are you I playing was Bant? No, I'm, I think I'm going to play Jun Sacrifice that plays the Bulls, the Citadels, and the Cyborg, and the Corvolds in the main. Mm. Just try I mean, to hammer about, the aggressive decks. I, I will say that would be the first place I would look to after a Bant and Restricted announcement. Yeah. <laughs> wow, get but, out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so with Bant, though, um, what I was noticing is, so I actually went back. I, I, I like to look back in history to figure out certain things, right? So I went Same. back and looked at yep. all the MFOs from the first season. Now, there was two seasons of MFOs. The second season, Companions already came out. 
The first season concluded the week before uh, Ikoria released. And, and Magic Fest Online is what he was yeah, referring to. Yeah, the Magic Fest everyone. Online. I gotta is, say, um, when I when I hear MFO, <laughs> in my brain... That was like UFC? It's a combination of a UFO and an MFR. And so it's just... <laughs> I, I just... I see MFO and I'm just like a mother object, baby. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what you would say if you would see one of those. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, right, I'm sorry. To... Okay, third time's a charm. <laughs> um, so like with Bant, like the old versions of Bant, well, how they were played. Uh, they played Dreamstalker, Dreamtrawler main. Now I don't know if Dreamtrawler is going to be good because of. Um, you know, Corval numbers or, you know, Shark Typhoon, things like that. But they played main that deck dispute as well. Yeah, but they played they played Dream Trailer. Well, they all had dispute main, but Dream Trailer main deck was for the Rakdos Sacrifice decks, the uh, the Mono Reds. Okay. Um, and then they also played some number of Aethergust main or Cyborg, but in the Cyborg and combined for the 75, they had minimum uh, six slots dedicated to Glass Casket, Decree, Aether Gust, yep. some combination, and then they a lot of them played upwards of three Talsmere. and mm. and so when I looked at a lot of the decks from this weekend, people were starting to put those cards back in, but out of the density that they had, they were actually playing more counter magic, um, yep. and <clears throat> less ways to interact, like less Knight of Autumns, and they were playing more like Brazens and and stuff. They were they they still just kind of looked like they were. Holding on, each deck list looked like it was holding on to some subset of, like, let's say, Paulo's version of Bam. Yep. And yep. they weren't going back to what the winners were doing last season before Ikoria, which was playing a lot more permanent, cheap, per- bigger permanents for these creature matchups, more um, removal spells, just a higher density of them, less counter magic, less interaction on that angle. Now, we don't know what that's going to do because team of reclamations like kind of equipped to fight uh, can can be equipped to fight aggressive strategies and slow band decks um non counter magic band decks so it's going to be difficult to figure out what's the best place for band uh to figure out and i think that will take a few weeks i think we might see a good version of it this weekend at the first two regional players tours and then maybe the best version of it next weekend yeah okay i i like that that uh that makes a lot of sense to me um, cause the way that they're constructed right now, like you look at these Bant ramp decks, win percentages, and they're terrible. I mean, they're like 40% and stuff like that. So it's pretty clear that those configurations are not working against aggro decks. So yeah, it they, seems like you want to go a little bit more over the top. Yeah. They currently do have losing records, which, uh, but, but that is just, I mean, you have to think of Bant ramp as a control deck. That's its name, yeah. but, uh, you do, you do want to think of it as, as that. Yeah, and Bant is just has some of the most powerful cards in standard. You know, Gross Spiral, Teferi, uh, Nissa, Hydroid Crisis. So it makes a lot of sense that this deck will eventually get back to maybe its spot as the best deck or tier one, maybe. Um, but you really got to find that uh, configuration and hone in on what you need to target. Yeah, yeah. A, deck, a deck that has a power level that high, it's hard to keep it down forever. But yeah, mm-hmm. like, I agree with what you guys are saying. It takes finding yep. the right mix. Yeah. So are you playing this weekend, uh, Brad or Brian? So I know I, I'm playing the first one. I'm planning on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not sold on which weekend. So I was a hundred percent going to play next weekend. There's one at five PM for me for the uh 
the regionals uh, players tour. But okay. now with the SCG tour online, the the uh, their tournament is next for, Saturday. Yeah, is next Saturday, and and I kind of want to play in that. So yeah, like their championship qualifier. So I kind of want to play in that, and I can't do both. But I also don't want to play my regional players tour this weekend. So I'm kind of conflicted. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to spend all day tomorrow grinding. Mm-hmm. And and figure out what I'm gonna do because we have to. I think we have to register 24 hours in advance. Um, so I think we do have to register tomorrow if we're gonna play. I, I thought I think that's well, Friday at 9 a.m. I thought. Oh really? Okay. Well, if the well, tournament if the tournament starts Saturday at 9 a.m. for me, I should be able to register. Yep. Friday at 8 a.m. 9 a.m. Pacific time, right? And then yeah, uh, 12 p.m. And so uh, Eastern I, time. Yep. If I get a lot of good testing into the next day and a half, I might just play this weekend. I'm I'm definitely going to take the regionals players tour a lot more seriously than than the uh, than the Star City Games Championship qualifier. Even though I want to play the seasonal champs, but like the tournament is just as this is this is this is the best the closest thing I'm going to get to playing in a you know a real in a pro tour. Yeah, yeah, in 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 the biggest tournaments. Uh, over the summer so i definitely want to take it seriously as seriously as i'm going to well we'll do we'll do a little test and then bro because i'm playing the first one and then i'm doing a little bit of coverage on uh next saturday can you announce that already or next sunday can you announce that oh yeah yeah that's no problem that's no oh yeah we're building that hype we're building that hype it'll be fun i don't know who i'm commentating with but it's gonna be cool you're commentating with me yes i would love to brian still think it's gonna be fun Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I would right. think it'd be so fun. It actually would be, but you're not commentating with me, so. Well, oh. well, to build hype, to build hype too. If you go to the MTG East Magic Together and Esports YouTube channel, I am in my profiles is up, and it needs more Ooh. hits. <laughs> Ooh, I wanna. I actually want to see that. You did it with uh, the person I really want to see. You did it with Canister. Yeah. So so, <laughs> fuck you, Canister. <laughs> Here's my. I think Canister did it with a person that I most want to see, which is Brad Nelson. Oh, oh, nice, it is, it nice. is fun. So the beginning of the video actually has like a little like, like actiony lead in. Um, actually, action? You're, you're, ooh, action you're, in the profiles. You're, now, you're in it. You're in it now. because they're they're showing us win tournaments, and so it shows me. Okay. It shows me winning Grand Prix uh, Denver. Oh, I'm out. Oh, I hated I'm that out. one. Hated that one. Just yeah. like that, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not watching this one. Then yeah. it actions into um, me losing to Canister in the finals, and then and then and then it shows uh, the, the other person, uh, Andre Ostrowski, winning winning. And I'm like, fuck, man, it's depressing <laughs> when they're just showing like an action reel, and it's just like me winning a Grand Prix and both of them winning Mythic Championships, and I'm just like, god <laughs> damn it. God damn it. <laughs> You're well, like, they, hey, Bradley, they could do a hell of a montage of you taking second, though, buddy. That's oh, true. they they have. When they showed the, like, Worlds videos, I yeah. just I would just see myself over and over again losing. Head I'm just down, like, I hate this shit. down over and over. We need, to put, uh, we need to put a bunch of second place videos like that to the sound of silence, like the Ross Merriam video. Oh, God, no. And this... <laughs> the, this reminds me of, like, uh, like... NFL highlight reels. There was there was a long period of time where the the Vikings had like one of the worst defenses in the NFL just year in and year out, and they would just show like 
you know, a minute and a half clip of some running backs or some teams like best plays of the season. And the Vikings were the defense for like 50% of them. And it was so demoralizing. It was like, it was like, this is a highlight reel against all 30 teams in the NFL. And it's just everyone beating up on the Vikings. It's like, damn it. It's just the Vikings diving in different directions from the, where the ball is actually at. Yeah. It's like me playing Madden. That's what it looks like. It's like, Oh, I hit the wrong button. My character dove off the side of the screen while they ran for a touchdown like yeah that honestly sounds like the minnesota miracle though like i feel like that, that was just a madden character where the, the controller glitched it really yeah. was yeah yeah they um, accidentally spilled some soda on themselves or something yeah yeah like the, the joystick stopped working or whatever like, yeah, now, yeah, now that you say that dead. though Corey, now that i think about it i wonder if i am the person that has lost the most finals of big events of pro tours well you got three right i got three yeah you got to compare yourself against, against Ben Stark because I think he was he had That's himself Grand as, Prix, not as Pro Tours. Oh, you're talking about Pro Tours, okay? Yeah, I'm just talking Pro Tours. Tours. Well, Grand Prix, I'm up. I, I have like four finalists of of Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, four or five, but but yeah. Anyway, so so let's That's actually bonus content. Brad losing over and over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you wanted to see how well I'm doing it on on Arena, whoof, it's not good. Yeah. Same. It is not Same. good. Um, Same. I'm, I'm I'm bronze four right now. <laughs> Long way to go. I'm actually bronze five right now. It's pretty sad. <laughs> nice. All right. So let's actually, actually, uh, let's actually not Steve talking about bronze and let's focus, okay. but guys. Um, I wasn't going to talk about bronze. I was going to talk about mud. That was the. Your mud four. Yeah. No, mud two. Mud two. A mud two. I'm almost a mud one. So yeah. let's actually talk about standard and what we think is happening in it, though, and where where we want to okay. go. Um, Cut. So so there's there's a lot of decks that are green that are at the top. Um, like here's here's my quick hot takes. Teamer Adventures is just not in a good position. It's not good against sacrifice decks, and I think that Racto Sacrifice is also one of the decks that's getting really good. And I mean, I'm just looking at some of the the results. Um, yeah. On, yeah. Sacrifice <laughs> has been has been performing for sure. It's it's performing exceptionally well on melee. Just I'm looking at all these tournaments and it's kind of cream rising each tournament. Yeah. Um, and 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 that and that's like different variations, but that deck is getting really good. I don't even know how good it is against Jun Sacrifice. Do either of you know that matchup? Um, I would assume Jun Sacrifice beats it. Um, would be my guess, but I. I just think Trail sure. of Crumbs there, eventually you're going to outgrind. But you might and be And then too you slow. still have the same cards. You know, yeah, I, I don't know. It's close. Because, like, you don't really care about, like, Dreadhorde Butcher if you're also a cat deck, right? Like, but maybe. I have no I idea. Depend, I think it depends on the builds. I, I don't, I actually don't have a good answer on that one. Yeah, either. I don't have a great answer either. That would just be my guess, but I could see it going either way. Yeah, I, I definitely, I'm definitely curious about that because Rakdos is doing really well, but Jund is doing good too, but... You know, those, those decks are high, and when those decks are doing well, like, there's nothing you can do with a team or adventures decks to get back into that. Those those matchups yeah. are just miserable. Um, yeah. And then, so so there that's an issue um, for team or adventures. So that I think that deck's just out. Don't play that deck. Um, yeah, agreed. And then for the band to Azurius, I don't have the right answers yet. I might next weekend. But if you're playing these decks, make sure that you have plans for these top decks. Um, this is the time that... Um, this is my gut opinion, and so mm-hmm. t- take it with a grain of salt. I haven't been working on these decks, but if I'm if I'm built when I'm building them right now, I have been looking at deck lists, and 
every deck list that I'm putting together ignores the mirrors. And it's very important that if a deck like a, a, a mid-range controlly deck, yeah. um, if, if, if they're not doing well, they have to ignore the mirrors and compete against all the other decks. Um, and yeah. and because if you want to win the whole tournament, like you're not you're probably if if the deck is bad against the rest of the metagame built to beat itself, then if you're winning with a different version that's weak in the mirror, then once you get past like round five, you're not going to be playing it much because it's not beating the rest of the metagame. Yeah, yep. that's and, true. And you so, got to treat each deck as is as how much it is in the metagame. And so if you're playing a deck that's only 1% of the field, there's no reason to have cards for the mirror match because it's 1% of the field. But if you're playing a yeah. deck that's 20% of the field, then yes, you should prepare for the mirror match because you're going to play it a lot. Like, it's just... I, people just have this thing in Magic where they over-inflate their own deck, and so they'll just play... Like, they'll just, you know... They'll be like, oh, I need these cards for when I play the, you know balls mcgee mirror match and it's like well you're never going to play the balls mcgee mirror match because nobody else is playing balls mcgee so it's, Dude, like... It's, it's like playing against sheen serrani he literally builds a control deck to beat other control decks and aggressive decks and i'm always in the middle yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the only thing that i would say about how to build these azorius and bat decks and not tune them against control uh, the only thing i would disagree with is Tuning them to beat team or reclamation and have a good mirror match are usually the same cards, right? Like extra disputes, extra vetoes, and you do have to be prepared for the team or reclamation match. So it's almost impossible to build an Azorius or a Bant deck without the mirror in mind, with team or rec being the best deck. I mean, yes, to in an a extent, sense. To, yeah. to an extent, I agree with you, but at the same time, like, like I would like I guess that's not true because if you're if you're trying to fight both of them, then you're never going to put a Dovin's then you're never going to put a Disdainful Stroke in your deck. Whereas a Disdainful Stroke might actually be very good against Team Arak because you have to hit their Night Packs after sideboard, or you might want to, you know, I, I understand that it's close. Yeah, but I also just I do not think you want to be worrying about the mirrors right now because like. As, as, like Bant and Azurius combined this past weekend probably made up like 15% of the metagame and it'll probably be lower the coming this weekend. But yeah. if you're going to play Bant Ramp, you need to hammer Mono Red, Jun Sacrifice, and Rakdos Sacrifice because I guarantee you that those are going to be three of the most played decks along with Team Reclamation. That's just, that's yeah. where the metagame's going. Now this Mono Green deck showing up, I think it's good against Mono Red. I think it's pretty good against Team Erect. I do not have... Um, enough sample size to know how it is against the sacrifice claim the firstborn strategies. It's bad. It's bad. Okay. Um, and so then that's even more proof. Like right now, these these sacrifice decks are at the top of the metagame. And the way that you mm -hmm. beat them is you jam a dream trawler onto the battlefield. You throw yep. Talsmares into your deck. Um and and you fight all of these difficult cards. Like you make sure that a priest isn't active all game and you make sure that you have answers to it. Yeah, um, and the only way to do that is to sacrifice enough of your other slots in your deck. Um, yep, yep. And honestly, that's yep, yep. exactly where I'm at right now. Sorry, just uh, where I'm at in testing right now because I want to play Azorius Control, but I agree, you you just you don't really have the tools to beat John Sacrifice um, with just being able to kill enough creatures and stuff. So right now, I've been trying Jeskai where you can have access to Foreshadow, you can have Clarions, you can have uh, Inspired Ultimatum and Dream Trawler as your top end. Just, th just things that go way over the top of them. Um, now, I don't know how great it is because I still have a day of uh, testing ahead of me, but 
I'm on, on I'm on the same wavelength where you just have to be doing much more in these matchups, not less. Well, I, I mean, so all the things that you just said, like, I don't think sweepers are that good against like Jund. And I think they're necessary. I mean, I can I I guess they're necessary, but like, you know, I, I'm just saying, like, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to really sell me on inspired ultimatum being worth casting. Yeah, I mean, it is an insanely powerful card. Well, it costs seven mana. Seven mana cards are insanely powerful. Yeah, but I mean, that I, I don't know. I, I do have a lot of faith in the sacrifice matchups that it's a good card when you can pair it with uh, seven mass removal spells. You know, right now I have four Shatter, two Clarion, one Solar Blaze. Um, and then it makes those cards like Dream Trawler and Inspiring Ultimatum better. You just have one plan. Just, you know, destroy all the creatures twice. Have a Dovin's Veto for Bolus's Citadel when need be. And then just drop one of these hammers uh, at the top end every game. You're going to have to test this because I'm not buying it. Um, I mean, I've been doing well against it. I've tested it. But, you know, I, I'm not I'm not convinced enough yet to submit it for the tournament rather than Team of Reclamation. But that's just where I'm at right now. Yeah, I Speak. just... Speaking of which, what's the deal with Reclamation? Uh, I mean, I think that Reclamation is in, in the same spot it has been for a while, where ever since Shark Shark Typhoon came out, it's just a very good strategy. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that the Team Reclamation players are all getting pretty good with the deck. They're just sticking to it. I mean, not everyone, but a lot of the people yeah. that I know that have been sticking to it, they kind of just have a formula. Like, everyone I talk to... Um, in the MTG Melee uh, standard rooms, the standard channels, they, they're they like, okay, if Mono Red is getting more popular, we add the third Gust, the the second Shock, and the fourth Uro to the sideboard. We, we yeah. like, turn one Flame Sweep to a Storm's Wrath. Like, they, they just have all these, like, formulas built, right? Yeah. And they make sense. Um, but the thing about, the thing I will always believe about Team Reclamation is, it to, to me, it's always going to be the best Tier 2 deck because... It you if you don't draw cards in the correct order, sometimes you just lose. And yeah. if you just draw the wrong combination, like you can survive, right? Like if you draw three to fairies early in a deck, they, they still function. But if you draw three reclamations or three expansions, um, or even three Uros or three ghost spirals in certain games, you're just gonna lose because of it. Yeah. Um, it is a very clunky deck sometimes, you know, and just kind of an awkward deck at times. Yeah, it's a classic high power, but also high variance style strategy. Yep. Not saying that there's like that much variance in the deck because it is, you know, somewhat consistent. But I mean, just in terms of draws you can get and stuff like. Well, I tend to not like those kind of decks, too. I don't know about you guys. Oh, I I don't like them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I like I like I like like Timurek, but I also (gasps) I just feel that it's the type of deck that um, given Given my range of um, how good I can possibly be at magic, that mm-hmm. if I'm ever playing exceptionally well and I know my deck ex- exceptionally well, Team Reclamation should not be my deck. Um, okay. And, can, you, uh, and, can you elaborate? Yeah. So I just feel like there's a ceiling for Team Reclamation. And like, so because it has a ceiling, it's high power. I know how to play it pretty well. I don't know. I won't say that I know how to build it masterfully. Given because that it is the kind of deck that yes there are a lot of sacred cows in it like you're never going to cut uh, a a growth spiral a wilderness reclamation or an expansion explosion that's just your deck um, but but everything else you might be able to change a few of the cards around and 
I, I don't feel like I can like tune it super well, but if I'm not that comfortable in a metagame, it's one of the decks that I might go to for a tournament. But if I'm mm -hmm. like on it and I know the metagame really well, I don't think I should ever play a deck like that. Now, this is all theory, but it's yeah. just because I know that sometimes you just lose with this deck and you don't have a lot of agency. And I know that you don't always have agency in magic. I just think that yeah. this is a deck that it's stuck at at a certain percentage just because they're part of, it's built in with a higher fail rate than everything else totally also, agree totally also agree. no nobody has agency anymore after the recent ban announcement wow so. <laughs> honestly though that's why i'm sticking with blue white variants as well it's just what i've played and i feel pretty connected to standard right now and i you know know how the moving pieces should go but you know maybe just John Sacrifice or Team Rock is just a better I choice. Just, I, I just, like, the data's not telling me to play blue-white. I normally won't play blue-white. Oh, yeah, white. play Jeskai. That's what I'm saying. Don't play blue-white, bro. Play Contro Okay, I'll just yeah. I'll change my word to control. <laughs> Add um, a third color, and then you're good yeah, to go. Let's, yeah. let's make the man inconsistent and throw some seven drops in there. Hey, Yeehaw. also we got... Also format a Narset. Yeah, you, you do you. I'm not... I'm, 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 I think anyone that needs to run and, and play a control deck... Needs to know their deck very well, and I will say good luck because uh, I just don't have faith in control decks. And right now, like the the blue white decks, they proved themselves week one a million years ago. Yep. And then Paulo did well with it at Worlds because of a very condensed meta game. But blue white wasn't even the best performing deck at that tournament. Mono red was at Worlds. Yeah. Um, and so there's never been a time where blue white was actually just like fantastic it, it you know it won the invitational qualifier from mtg uh for for red bull untapped um yeah. which was kind of cool but other than that like it's not a proven strategy so like i you you better get a lot of grinding in it, oh if, yeah yeah i'm not afraid i'm not afraid but uh, i do think we are in a pretty condensed metagame i think this is going to be similar to worlds you know worlds was mono red sacrifice decks and team of wreck and then blue white wasn't it like wasn't that the only four decks well, well, yeah, but it's also like the, it, it's it's way different. Like fires was there, but but I'm saying like it's oh, it way, just got fires too. Yeah, but it's way it's way different. I'm talking like a condensed metagame because you're only metagaming for 16 players and you're taking very aggressive true. choices in your deck, and yada yada yada. Like yeah, this is an true. open metagame. Like like you're like there. They didn't know it at the time, but you you only could play against four different decks. You know, going or five different decks going yeah. into that tournament. Um. There's you're gonna you're gonna have the ability to play against ten to twenty different decks in a tournament like this. Yeah, that's true. And I'll probably get slapped up. Don't get me wrong, but I just this is what I've been playing for so long, and it's what I enjoy to play. <laughs> I just love bringing Narset Parter Avails back with the ECD. It's the best feeling ever. And oh, you're you're playing both Narsets. You're just you're just Planeswalker tap out control. Oh, we got absorbs too. Don't you worry. Oh, this sounds <laughs> so bad to me. Oh, baby, it's not. I mean, honestly, you need some counter spells to be able to beat Bullis' Citadel, but then you want to be more tap out to be able to beat the sacrifice decks, the mono red decks, and the the Rakdos sacrifice list. So I think it's I think it's the correct way to build it right Corey, now, or it's the only way. Corey but. has just really turned into Shaheen. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like bad. Like I've been on the team BCW with him for far too long. I, think I know. Right. Yeah, you've just you've just become another Shaheen. Just so many random three drops that play Here, different here's roles. The test. Here's the test: How many anti mono red cards are in your sideboard uh one two three four five so we got six of them 
Oh, that's yeah. That's a good number. Yeah, that's a good. And you already oh, have sweepers yeah. in the main, right? Yeah, we got four sweepers in the main. We take out our three Dovin's Vetoes, three little Narsets for three Clarion, <laughs> one Solar Blaze, one Dream Trawler, and two Aether Gusts. That's just oh, a flawless sideboard. Yeah. Wait, so that's seven cards. No, one, two, three, four, five. No, six. It's six and six. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. said three Clarions, one Solar Blaze, one Dream Trawler, two Aether Two Gust. Clarions. Two Clarions. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I did have three of them, but I'm trying Solar Blaze because I think Clarion just you, might you not be that, that good card. of a card. Oh, I really do. Have you ever had an 04 wall and then you Wrath and then you still have an 04 wall? Does your deck crazy. still play 04 walls? Damn right, Bertha Melitis is a messed up magic card when you have Teferi 3 and Narset. Protecting your Planeswalkers, getting lands when you play 7 drops. Uh, are you with me? No, no I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Um, Whatever. But Whatever. Not, I'm going to have all Sunday to do something free, and you're going to be busy playing day two. So. Yeah, m moving <laughs> on. Uh, the deck that I'm most excited to play with, I think I might have said, is just Jun Sacrifice, but with Corvold's main... Bolsa Citadel sideboard. I think the Bolsa Citadel tech is fantastic. It's just that I'm I'm not sold that it needs to be in the main deck with how aggressive the format's getting. I would okay. much rather just jam a Corvold. Cause because like if you're against Mono Red, playing a Corvold on turn four or five might stabilize you or might kill them the next turn. Bolsa Citadel is just a dead card. Um, True. Oh, not when they're dead. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, but, you know, you want it against the grindy decks um, and the decks that you need to combo finish. So I do like the idea of just playing more like the OG version of Gen Sacrifice with Pulse of Citadel in the sideboard. That's that's at least where I'm starting. But I could definitely see myself pulling the trigger on Timur Reclamation or Racto Sacrifice. But I do. I honestly, I, I believe in information. And, and until the Bant decks start proving themselves, and I might test a little bit with that, but these Sacrifice decks are just putting up astronomically good numbers, and yep. and I want to learn them before I know that they're not, like, the place to be because, like, just Racto Sacrifice has been doing so well, and maybe I should just start there, but I really love me some Trail of Chromes. Yeah, no, I think it's really, really good, and honestly, I think that's why Team of Reclamation is starting to do better is because they're playing cards like Wilt too. Like I think Wilt is just insane against John Sacrifice. I know Seth played three of them uh, in his sideboard and people are starting to play that card in the main even. Um, so mm -hmm. it, it makes sense with how much sacrifice is, is going around was my point. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, you sold me with Bolas of Citadel. I mean, I know you're trying to take them out of the deck, but that's, that's, what, <laughs> that's what sold me is love, yeah. love a good Citadel. Whew. Yeah, but you like it with Hero of Precinct 1. I'll take it with anything. I'll take okay. it with Precinct 2, Precinct 3. <laughs> Hell, even Precinct 6. I'm uh, in. I'll take 10th Precinct Guard. Wow. <laughs> That's Tier 2 now, Brian. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You sure it's not Tier 10? Like <laughs> It's about, yeah. yeah. No, but I think I think that's where uh, where we're at on standards. Is there anything else to say about current standard before we just dive a little bit i just have one little theory i want to talk about before m21 before we go i got one thing to say as far as if you are playing a um a blue deck essentially and it's it's a time to have 
gusts in the main instead of disputes in the main for this weekend. I think that's the the major thing that I still see in people's list is like disputes main, and I just do not think it's going to be the weekend for it. I think it's better to have something that deals with aggro like gust or maybe glass casket, something like that, or you know more removal instead of anti or, or counter spells. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so moving on to M21. Now, I haven't looked through a ton of this world. There's a lot of cool cards, though. Like, I love Solemn Similar Chrome. Cultivate is coming back as a rare. Yep. Um, I love these cards. But there's one very interesting thing that just came out today or yesterday. I think yesterday. Um, the reprinting of Temples and Fabled Passage. Yep. Now, I have a very uh, tinfoil hat theory here. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out to you guys right now. Okay. Let's hear it. I have never once seen them reprint lands in the same block of cards that'll get cycled out in standard. Oh, that's not true. It's not. What? What is it? They 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 do that with evolving wilds all the oh, time. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Rare lands. I, I've never seen Got them em. because temples temples came out in. Uh, what what two sets did temples come out in? I can't uh, remember. I think it oh. was with Rhino, right? Siege Rhino? No, no, no. I mean this format. This this the legality of the formats now. Oh, not a clue. All right, let me. I'm I, I'm I'm looking this up. I need to look this up because if if I, I might be uh, screwing this up. So they came out in oh M twenty. They reset. Okay, never mind. M twenty had okay. M twenty had the uh, the enemy, and now M twenty one is going to do the enemy. They, they've done this before. I thought the cycle of ten actually came out this year or this cycle batch. So like, um, when wait, M twenty cycles out with it cycles out. M twenty the next set. Yeah, but okay. Because M20 was M20 came around at the end of the last format before the cycle. Yeah. All right. Now I, I'm the only thing is Fable Passage will cycle out two different copies of Fable Passage will cycle out, cycle out in the same cycle period, mm. but the enemy temples are leaving and they're just bringing them back right away. So there's so even though when a cycle comes out, when the new set comes out and we actually get a cycle, the temples will be around again. Yeah, and for uh, what it's worth, I think Fabled Passage should be evergreen. I think that card is so well designed. I mean, I don't, want, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want a dual land to always be evergreen because different dual lands will always shake up how standard is played. No, Fabled Passage. Yeah, I don't want or wh whatever I said. I don't want Fabled. You said dual land. Yeah. Well, sorry, Fabled Passage. I don't want to be evergreen. Oh, really? How come? Because of what I just said. Because I, I don't want the the mana bases. Do not completely change. Like they, they, the the way that dual lands work and and your your mana bases work is is contextual to how magic gets played. So yeah, like, okay, well, good point. And and so I don't want it always to be the same. But yeah, good point. But whatever combination, yeah, whatever combination of rare lands you have available to you, people don't really think about it that much. But it does dictate what decks are good in a subtle way. And if it's always the same lands for every single standard format, it's always the same, same decks. Yeah, it's going to be the same style of decks that get a benefit. Not necessarily they'll always be the best because you know power level of cards will still dictate, but makes sense. It certainly influences it that way. 
Yeah, it definitely influences like, for example, like blue green decks, um, you know, because they're temples like blue green X decks have been kind of dominating the mid range plans because gross pile works really well with temples. Yeah, and that's true. and, you know, that's that's why there's like more soul tide X, more team or band, you know, they're the like those cards are good, but it's because of the mana. Now, let's just say like Rakdos is actually very good right now, but let's just say instead of temples, we had like lands that made the aggressive decks even better than then the aggressive decks would would be supercharged um but no yeah. like the theory i was trying to make and i screwed up on was <laughs> I, I i was i for a second there i was on the theory that all the all the temples would were printed in the last three sets so that they would all rotate with these temples being released now same with fabled and it made me think that maybe they were setting up for another five six rotation where they they rotate to two sets in standard every six months Oh, okay. Like they were they were setting the stage for that. Um that would have been cool actually cuz 8 set standard I I think we've talked about not exactly being our favorites, huh? No, there isn't. I like 8 yeah. set way more than 5 set for the most part, but Do you? Okay. I think the more cards the better the format generally speaking, but Interesting. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I just think 5 set or 6 set standards more fun personally, but it might not be better for the game. I think 8 set is always where magic's kind of at its worst. I just like when things get a, a freshen up, whether it be, you know, because of bands, which I know bands are bad for the game, but whenever just something becomes new again, uh, I like that. So I would like yeah. more rotations as well, I think. I mean, I think just five, to, yeah, I think yeah. five and six set standard usually play better because a huge rotation shakes the format up and it takes yeah. longer for people to figure out. But if you went for huge rotations into immediately eight set standard, it could be way even better yet is what I, you know. True, true. Yeah. I just, when you get sick of a card and you just hate playing against a fairy time reveler, for instance, and then you're just like, wow, I got a year and a half of this or whatever, you know, that, that is, I think a little unfortunate at times. But anyway, I, that, that's the only thing I had. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but we've got, you know, that's in a few weeks now yeah. and we've got players uh, or regionals players tours to to worry about and we'll be doing that so next week we'll we'll uh talk about your guys's results and if i played mine but i'm probably playing the next weekends um okay i'll be commentating for you <laughs> oh i'm i won't be streaming oh okay yeah like with like the we, we don't have to get into this but like if 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 chat like if if i could get dq DQ'd because of chat dq because of chat and i don't and i'm not forced to stream I'm just not mm. going to stream. Yeah, I'm not going to stream either. I, I think I'm going to do it for YouTube, and I think you should do that too, because I'd watch it. I'd watch your journey. Yeah, I might, I might throw it up on, on YouTube, but I mean, yeah. I'm just not going to stream it. I, I want I want coverage to be as good as it possibly can, but when the rules yeah. are set the way they are, which they're probably fine, and it, yeah. it would be fine if the rules were set this way for important tournaments, um, yeah. if coverage wasn't needing to use streaming. Yeah, but honestly, if you put an eight-minute delay or something, it's impossible for the chat to help you. You know, I, I, I I'm not opening that door in any way. Okay. I understand that, but but I'm just not. Oh, I agree. I'm not going to risk it either. But it does seem like it'd be so but hard like, to be like, what if you play game one and you lose, and then somebody says something about an interaction that you missed, and then you yeah. use it to win games two and three, even with an eight-minute delay, chat can still help you. Or, so. yeah, if they say this person sideboarded like this again, you know, I mean, that'd be uncool of your chat to say, but maybe they don't think about it. And they're like, I saw this on their stream. They do this. That could just be DQable I mean, right it, there. It's just, it's just the fact that 
coverage should not be using stream. You know, yeah. it should it, it should, should be spectator mode. Well, it doesn't know. It doesn't have to be spectator mode. It it like yes, that we want that, but like there are other ways to get coverage. There's like there's yeah. other programs that can be used to to make coverage. Um, it doesn't just have to be looking at streams. I mean, the way that we did it for the battle against racism. Yeah, that we was did sweet. It, we did it through Discord. You know, mm -hmm. we got streams from Discord, and that doesn't in include a chat. But real yeah. real talk. When is MTG Arena getting a spectator mode? Seriously, I mean, yeah, we're we're waiting for you to, uh, you know, uh, push it up the ladder there, Brian. You're the you're the influential one. Oh, I'm the one who's in charge yeah. of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, that'll <laughs> never happen then. So <laughs> answers that question perfectly well. Thanks, Corey. You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, I think that does it. Now, I think we have uh, one last thing to do before we go which is yeah. thank the cast and crew, those who mm -hmm. keep us doing the podcast each week. Now, we they did prep us a show last week, but unfortunately we weren't able to do it. Um, but we do have to thank them for this week. And now if you want to become part of the cast and crew on the Bash Bros podcast, you can do so by going to patreon.com, supporting us in our journey to bring you the best content uh, two hours of our life can buy. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best content we have to offer which is still 20, pretty low yeah 27th on the uh <laughs> on the podcast magic scale yeah <laughs> whatever that was um <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> uh but yeah so we have to thank uh our wonderful cast and crew here so if you go to patreon.com and support us there is a tier that gets you onto our cast and crew, and we will shout you out every single week with Corey bringing us our first cast and crew. Do not butcher the name, or you are off the cast, brother. Oh God, I'll just resign now. Then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> save yourself right. the trouble. I'm gonna apologize in advance, but I'm gonna try this here. It is Maka La, Maka La Hamada. And that is Brad's personal barista. Did I nail it? I had to have. I don't know if you're right or wrong, but... Mika L.A.? Mika L.A. Mika L.A. Mika L.A. Mika L.A., thank you so much for uh, being the personal barista. The pronunciation? Barista. Yes, yes, yes. Thank yes. you so much. Uh, the uh, the coffee is delicious. And now I know, I know that I only ask for black coffee, but I do like the little foam you put on top and the heart. It's wonderful. So now, it's a special touch very much yeah. appreciated except I am very lactose nice. intolerant so please uh, <laughs> so please stop. I think this person doesn't like you then yeah. Brad. <laughs> it's a very nice touch uh, something that Corey would not be able to appreciate because he's been downplayed that's right uh, Oh, how, is, how has Corey been downplayed I'm glad that you asked Brad it's EJ Rend's oh. job to downplay Corey Oh, that is true. Corey yeah. sometimes gets very excited, interrupt us, and forget where he's going with his conversation. So it's great to have EJ Wren here to help out when Corey yep. gets a little manic. Hey, that uh, that happens. You know, we got to have someone for that. Yeah. All right. Next up. <laughs> now, my favorite, my favorite job and the most important job, because, you know, MTG Melee cares about, about data as well. It's Alex Arnaldi. It's the data analyst. That's no, right. No, I, I read that wrong. It's no, no, no. Analyst. No, you, you read that wrong. It's analyst. Oh, an analyst? 
yeah, analyst. Analyst. Wow. He studies the annals of Bash Bros podcasts to provide us with history lessons week in, week out. Now, we don't really like the annals. I I don't like the analogs that uh, Alex brings us because the last one I saw said we have an efficiency rate of talking about relevant things and it's set at 13%. Not a big fan of that one. Yeah, I like, the pre- I like the previous one that said 14% a lot more. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. just right. just like someone cooks our books, Alex, we need our data manipulated. That's right. Seems need- smart. Seems smart. Well, you don't need to manipulate the data. The data is what it is. You just need to manipulate how you interpret it, which is exactly. very easy to do. Very easy. Wow. Wow. You know what else is an easy job, y'all? That is BBD's wall staring photographer, and that is Paul Kakarowski. Oh, yeah. Who <laughs> keeps sit- having a pop off offhand? That is impressive. Been sitting on that one for like an hour, waiting. Oh, I bet you were just craving it. Oh, I was. Oh, I was. <laughs> uh, hand in hand with Paul's job, we got Spoon Tongue, which is BBD's hairstylist. You can't take a good picture without good hair, and you tend... Have you good can, hair you, if you don't have any. So, <laughs> and you and if you don't have good hair, you need a good hairstylist, mm-hmm. a yes. really good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, Spoon Tongue tries his best, but just the material's not there. So, yeah. all right. And na- next up, we've got David Watt, who is our special guest screener. Now, um, David was actually in the fourth person in that car coming from mm. Atlanta to Roanoke. Right. We didn't mention David from before, but he was there. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, David's yeah. good guy. Yeah. Good guy. <laughs> None of us have ever met David, but. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't know if David is a good guy, but we assume so because yeah. David is part of our cast and crew. And we have an extensive vetting process of did you give us money? Right. And if, and you, I get, mean, if you supported our podcast. And if you gave us money, then you're by default a good person. And if you've interacted with us in our Discord, that you can also get from giving us money. Yes, yes. But but David's special guest uh, selection is not great, though. Not great. Uh, that's uh that's off topic Corey. (laughs) okay sorry sorry what is what is on topic topic is victor bauchamp and that is our executive producer whenever you know we drive home from atlanta with us four we just bro out and uh the person who gathers that kind of broing is victor (laughs) you are not you are not part of the original bash rose podcast i was too in the car when we thought of this no you weren't yeah, it you, totally was. You were not, Corey. You were not. Oh. You were still in Atlanta. It was Brian, Amber, and I driving home. That's what makes it so much more fun, is that the original <laughs> like, idea wasn't of... There. Corey wasn't there. wasn't part of the original podcast uh, idea. Wow. I, mean, I think you're wrong, but I'll let it slide, because we're, I we're know. on the cast. Okay. Symbol <laughs> is our executive waste <laughs> management operator. He'll clean up a lot of the waste, unfortunately, none of the waste of the mouth, but <laughs> he'll do everything else. Yeah. Next up, we got Rabin Chicken, who is VP of Video Operations. Now, I do believe that we are going to be unveiling our new push to esports um, with mm-hmm. with with uh, with video operations. I think we're Should going. Be... Yeah, we'll be we'll be pushing to esports in 2021, which we were planning for 2022, but we're just going to do it a year early and mess it up horribly bad. 
right, next up we have Sultan Abbasi. <laughs> is our heavy editor. <laughs> and then what does Sultan do? Heavy editor. He'll edit oh, out. We're gonna need that. <laughs> edit out things that were said in the podcast that shouldn't should have not been said. Could you could oh, you think of any off 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 chance? Off, offhand, <gasps> no. But I'm sure wow. there was something. Yeah. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> so next up, we got Pierre Vendelbo, who is the the BBP companion. But there, it's the only companion out there that now has two restrictions. Uh, oh yeah. Wait, no, no, you cannot be played from the sideboard. That's just a legal companion now. Oh my god, Pierre Pierre is legal! legal. (laughs) (laughs) Finally! (laughs) Oh, that is good. That is good. Alright, next up is (laughs) Pierre did call it. Pierre was on the back end of this and figured it out early. Next up, we got Time Ghoul, and that is our manager. And I think after this episode, our manager is going to get us in on some PR meetings uh, (laughs) after after. What are you talking about? Our public relations are going to be great. Uh, Our networking might be destroyed, but our public relations are great. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll get to the public relations in a second, because right now we're talking about Eric Nall, who is our trash barge. And uh, sorry to barge in on that with that one, but he has uh, worked his way up the corporate ladder, you could say. Yes. Uh, So he is now... Started now, at the he, bottom, now he's here. He started what as a he? he started as a dumpster, and now he's uh, barging. Up, it, and I don't know. I don't know what the top level is. We, that's what I'm going to say. What's the next level for Eric? I mean, he seems like he has Trump's he has cabinet plateaued. member. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all big pieces of shit. <laughs> Maybe Eric Nall will be able to actually actually become big enough to actually drain the sewer. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that'd be great. Next, maybe up, he'll maybe he, maybe he'll rise to such power that he'll just then become the swamp, and the cycle <laughs> of history will continue. Maybe well, I, I mean, we're we're cycling the drain right now, so I don't know how much can continue, but but I do know that one thing that can continue, and it's drinking. Uh, and, Beer, and IPA yes. for breakfast shit, is yeah. the BBP master bartender and uh, IPA for breakfast. We need a couple <laughs> stiff ones today because shit is going sideways in this world. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And I guess Samuel uh, Stroman has been doing a great job because our public relations, according to Brad, have been off the charts. And Samuel is our public relations expert. We have yeah. analed the data and it looks good for us. It does. Yeah. It does. Thanks for the efforts of Samuel and uh, Alex. We we have a thirteen percent approval rating, which is <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty we, good. We're up three percent from last week. Good I know God. we really are. We're, <laughs> I mean, we're in the right direction. I mean, you you do know that the only thing that you you need to be better at, right, is uh, is just a higher approval rating than Mitt Romney, though, right? Oh, that's the okay. only that's the only thing we need to beat, right? And then we can brag about it. And I'm pretty sure that we have more magic people listening to us than Mitt Romney. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I'm okay, sorry. okay, okay, okay. I don't either. Okay, so the other day, uh, what's your Callian Conway or whatever? Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, Kellyanne Conway was defending Trump's approval rating with 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 black people by saying that he had an eight percent eight percent of the black vote. 
when Mitt Romney only had 2% of the black vote, and that was them bragging. Nice. Because Mitt Romney <laughs> was better was, than Mitt. Mitt, uh, Mitt Ro- Romney was out um, in a protest. I did see him out in a protest. Yeah, so which, then somebody brought uh, it up, and then they shat on him uh, in the, the press conference by bragging that Trump got 8% of the black vote. All nice. right, eight percent. That is. Uh, it, it, oh no, it, it is. It is comical. It's better it is, than seven percent. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah. but I just all I know is as long as you have statistics better than Mitt Romney, you are doing well. <laughs> Damn. Well, my win rate on Magic is insane. Then. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> it's I wouldn't like better I wouldn't like seventeen, eighteen percent of my matches. I am dominating. You are ready for this players tour. You are a a player. You b have a better win percentage than Mitt Romney. So you're in. I'm in. And I think <laughs> we've toured the entire podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And right. we should all stop talking. Yes. <laughs> and we should hope Jonathan edits a lot of things. Oh, um, yeah. But yes, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Bash Bros Podcast. We'll be back next week to cover the first run of players, regionals, players, tours, and any other big events or topics that have come. Also, maybe Brian will have something interesting to bring up in his personal life. And same with Corey and I. And uh, hopefully, it's it. We we have things to talk about next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye.